What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 8 of a Washed Up Sports Podcast. My name is Evan Klein, and I am really excited to be joined alongside my co-host, Max Lindley. What's up, guys? Happy to be back for another episode. Episode 8. Number 8. Number 8. Made it this far. We're still here. As you can see from the title, we're still here. We're back. Um, we're happy to be joined by our friend. Friend. Golfer. He's a golfer. He's a student. Student. Creator. Creator. He's an El Chapo lookalike. The El Chapo lookalike. He's a caddy. He is a caddy. He's a stack guy. A stack guy. He's a fucking washed up athlete. One of the most washed up athletes. He had 70 goals back in 07. 07. Matt Vassell. Matt Vassell, let's go! Welcome back, Matt. Good back. back, boys. Love the intro, Max. Thank wow, you. that was actually amazing. I wasn't expecting that. And that I'm was glad fucking you liked great. It. You loved it. it. I'm glad awesome. you liked it. I'm glad you liked it. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by The Daily Scoop. The Daily Scoop is the premier dog walking and pet sitting service of Bergen County located in Glenrock. The Daily Scoop provides service not only to Glenrock, but to several surrounding towns as well. The Daily Scoop ensures that your pets are getting the best possible care while you can be with them. Inquire for more at www.thedailyscoop.com. That's scoop with a K at www.thedailyscoop.com. Max, what's the Instagram? Daily Scoop policy! Let's go. Scoop with a K! Oh, and by the way, we are an authentic sports commentary from the perspective of two washed-up athletes. And we're joined by a third today, as we previously went over. Our so, recurring guest, Matt Maselli. Let's get this show on the road, boys. How let's about it? it? Let's go. Let's do it. All right, first up, we're going to do a quick Masters wrap-up, because, as you know, we had our Masters podcast last week. Shit was fire. Shit was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, great um, Dustin Johnson wins the 2020 Masters, smashing the course record. 20 under par for the weekend. Ridiculous. Looked like a mother-freaking robot. Like, he literally looked like he went into video game mode. I don't know what you boys think, but that's how I felt. I saw him playing, and it was just like, I don't think anybody is even close to as good as him. Oh, yeah. I mean, off the tee, he was incredible, too, you know? Maybe he missed, like, a little left or right on some shots, but, I mean, just in the rough, and he was, you know, he was swinging the club so well that, you know, he was putting everything on the green. Fourth round, maybe he was, you know missing some shots but his short game he was like he was getting up and down everywhere his short game was on this week too or last week and i mean when his putting's on too he's tough to beat when i mean fucking he was some of the shot tracers that they put on his putts he's like hitting 60 foot putts just like dead center of the yeah the short I mean, game it's was ridiculous yeah, yeah the short game was on for dustin yeah. johnson you know that's for sure what i have to say about it is he came in world ranked number one and he played like world ranked number oh, one. Oh, 100 percent yeah, yeah. I don't know if you you guys talk about the greens a little, right? Like your friend brought up the grass, how the Bermuda grass, right? And like this time of year, it's just so Different soft that yeah, he can get so much spin by the pin. He was like attacking every pin, you know. It made it so easy to just put it within five feet every shot. So I mean, yeah. tough to beat when you're doing that, right? I totally. I mean, yeah. And then, Cam uh, Smith, yeah. Yeah, that's what we wanted to touch on. Cam Smith, he broke the course record for like four days consecutively shooting sub seventy. So, 67, 68, and back to back 69s, Saturday, Sunday. Pretty freaking impressive. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. You talk about. Yeah, and, and to think that he didn't win yeah. it, you know, like that just shows how well DJ played too. Because DJ still shot in the 70s. Like, this guy went four times in the 60s and didn't even win. Yeah. I'm sure Cam Smith, obviously, you want that green jacket, but I'm sure he's going to take his $1.5 million and walk away with a oh, smile. Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> he's a young yeah. guy. He'll, he'll be playing 10, 15 more Masters. Yeah. I, I don't know what second place gets him, but. You know, like, I mean, within qualifications. Like, yeah, if you win the Masters, you get back, back every year. You know, yeah. you're, you're in it no matter what. Yeah. If you 
wins a certain tournament. You know, you I get mean, there every year. VJ like, Singh, two thousand Masters winner, has absolutely no business being yeah, out there. Yeah. And then Bernard Langer, <laughs> I think right. he's got business being there though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That he guy's proved that. Sixty-three years yeah. old, oldest he's fucking wheeling out. Oldest there. ever, Oto. Yeah, yeah oldest, oldest ever. ever. To, yeah. He went. I think he was like the oldest guy. To oldest to make the cut. Oldest to make the cut. Yeah, by like a month and a day. I forget who the guy was behind him, but yeah, but yeah, that's crazy. That's sick. Yeah, and he so it's a historic masters. Yeah. Historic Masters, for sure. I mean, we got two records broken. DJ looked crazy good. Um, guess that elusive green jacket. Very good for him. Very exciting. Klein is going to take this L because he chose Bryson. I took Brooks. Brooks and... Brooks was my number one. Bryson was my two. Bryson sucked the ass. Yeah, Brooks wasn't the pick either. Yeah, um, I mean, the top ten was... Packed. My boy DJ got that W. Yeah, good pick, Max. We in W's. Wait, Matt, who was your number that one? That Jameis Winston. I don't even know if I said a number one. I was trying to remember who I said. I know I said Rom. I think I said I think Tiger he's... just because, you know, yeah. Tiger. I think I said Bryson in there. I think my sleepers, I said Kevin Na, who I took in my the pool. The fat Irish guy. Larry. Shane Larry. Oh, Shane Larry. They were both top 25. He ended up six under for the tournament. Kevin Na was eight under. And for my pool, they were good picks. You know, they were like group D players and then a wild card pick. Mm-hmm. Right. So they did well for me, but... You know, I kind of knew they weren't going to actually, like, win it. Then, you know, yeah. but they were in contention until Kevin Nash shot up there in the third round. He was eight he un- Yeah, he was at eight under, and then he just, you know, kept making pars. He just couldn't go, couldn't go any lower. Dude, the, 20, the 22-year-old from South Korea, M. oh my oh, God. Oh, yeah, he's a good player. He's good. Yeah, he's really good. There's Long a career of, ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. I, he was another guy that, in the pool, like, you know, like, within the groups... Like you need to pick a player that's gonna act, like gonna win out of the six players. Yeah. And, like him was just a guy that ten people had, but he did better than all those other guys, so they jumped together. You know, jumped out no, two hundred guys in the pool. Yeah. Another so, guy who like in another year, like where Dustin Johnson doesn't shoot minus twenty, or and like could what could have won like yeah. easily. Yeah. And then you wanted to touch on Tiger, right? He made the I mean, ten. Yeah, um, I mean. Yeah. We don't have to touch on him. We can. <laughs> Poor guy. I just, I don't know. He like, laughed about it afterwards. Yeah. He, no, he, I know, he, but yeah. I think it was three consecutive balls that he splashed in the, in the water. Yeah, three balls in the water. But, like, in um, fairness to him, like, they rolled off the green oh, like, yeah, into no, the water. The like, that sucks. The second one was right there. I think we landed, like, five feet short of the pin and then just mm-hmm. backspin right yeah. off the yeah, green. Yeah, I think it was water. Rom who hit one earlier. Yeah, in the, who It hit the flag and then it rolled yeah. off. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. It's just the Masters greens. Like, yeah. And then he birdied five to six, so. Yeah. All right, so Masters. Masters. It was a pleasure. It was awesome. It yeah. was a pleasure to talk about for sure. That panel was a ton of fun. Till April. Definitely do that next in April. Jeez. Yeah. Quick turnaround for the yeah. Masters. Let's go. Boys, let's go. All right. Next up, we got DeAndre Hopkins and the Hale Murray. The Hale Murray. Hale Murray, Kyler Murray. Throwing that thing all the way down the field to D Hop. Big 6XL. For the win to the house. To the house for the W against the Bills. What do you boys think? I was watching that. That was one of the... I didn't watch too many games on Sunday. That was one of the few games I watched, though. And, I mean, the ending was sweet. I mean, Josh Allen to... That was Diggs that yeah, Diggs. got to touchdown at the end, what, 45 yep. seconds left? Yeah, I saw that. I was, like, wa- I was like, walk off! Yeah, yeah. no, I tell you, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what they thought. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, then DeAndre Hopkins, that, that killed me in fantasy. Put the other team up by three points against me with that TV catch. That, so that was unfortunate, but you I mean, you know, you love to see shit like that. That's see, awesome. I lost, by, I lost by three this week. You did? Yeah. That's tough. Who are you playing again? Wyatt. That's tough. I got a W. You're still in last? 
Yeah. <laughs> Klein is in last. <laughs> in one of my three leagues, I'm doing really well in the other two. Just shut up. We'll see. We'll see. Max, I love this week, though. Yeah, I got a W in fantasy. One of the leagues. The other league. I've been logged out for three weeks, so I just gave up. All right. All right. I, I, like it's ESPN yeah. and it's just like fuck that. I yeah. don't want to check it anymore, so I haven't I haven't checked that one. But yeah, I got a W this week. Nice. Move to what is it, week ten? Yeah, week so ten though. Seven and three or seven and three or six and four. One of the two. Nice. Yeah, yeah I'm at six, six, I'm at six and four right Got now. a chance at the playoffs still, so that's yeah. all you're really hoping for in fantasy. Exactly. Um if you guys want us to start talking a little bit of fantasy, we could definitely do a segment each week. If That'd you guys be would be interested, I think we'd all be interested in that and have fun with that. So yeah, everyone loves fantasy. Yeah, so. let us know. Um, we'd definitely be interested in that. Uh, next up, kind of segueing from DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, obviously a freak running. of nature play. Great, great win for the Cardinals and tough one for the Bills. Yeah, tough one for the, the Bills. There's yeah. three guys on him, right? That's that's <laughs> our next point. Yeah, that's our next point. We gotta talk about. Is that, that your next point? Yeah. So, I watched a players of the week. Klein, why don't you go ahead and redefine our washed up player of the week? So we know the first time we did a washed up player of the week, it was someone who had you know that chutzpah moment. The chutzpah. But um, you know it's like a like a freak moment. But we the more we thought about it, uh, one of our boys also brought it to our attention. Mm-hmm. It was like like it's, it's a washed up player. Shouldn't it be someone who does something like stupid or embarrassing or yeah, like bad. suck like, like a bad, bad like a washed up like player? It's like someone who's like done like like the done. guy who played for the Bills a couple years ago who literally retired at halftime. Oh, if we that. had been doing the podcast at that time, he would have been our washed up player of the week. Right, and this week we are giving it. It was a group effort to Tredavious White, Jordan Poyer, and Micah Hyde of the three, Buffalo Bills. Of the Buffalo Bills, the, the three who were on Hopkins to. Uh, couldn't somehow couldn't make the play. Obviously, freak freak of nature catch. But as uh, as Hopkins said in his interview, and I quote, <laughs> "It was a it was great coverage or something like that." But it was a better catch by eye, is what he said. <laughs> so, you know, it really was a better catch by him. Yeah, that so. was horrible, man. I mean, like that was bad. I mean, that's just a prayer, you know. When my when I know, tosses like, that up, happens, each of like, those guys you know, who are covering them have their freaking assignments on a hail mary. Like one guy's yeah. supposed to go for yeah. the ball, the other guy's supposed to go for the legs, the other guy's supposed to like try to pick the ball. Like none of them did any of it. They all just tried to like tackle. Yeah, them. no, that's yeah, that's terrible defense. Yeah, his hands just here. He's gonna catch it. Yeah, and that is a huge game too, Hit right? Yeah, I mean it's huge. Swat. AFC Miami's East too. Down. Yeah, Miami's not slowing down. The Patriots, the Patriots are starting to turn yeah. back up. Isn't that where we're? That's where we're headed next. So let's just get right freaking into it. Are the Patriots back? I don't think so. I fucking hope so. I think they are. <laughs> Boys, what do we think about the Patriots win over the Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens? I'll go. Um, so great win in the pouring rain. Yeah, it the, looked like Bill was kind of controlling the weather. There. <laughs> Like, that last that drive, last drive oh pouring at the it, end, right? Yeah, like, I think Bill, like, down. called up to Ernie Adams, like, Hello, Ernie. Do it on the rain dance at halftime. Press the rain. And Ernie calls back down. He's like, Okay, Bill, turn on the rain. And then Bill's like, Make sure it's fucking pouring. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee that's what it was like. Probably. Because, I, I, dude, like, there's no way that just happened. And as soon as the Patriots get the ball back, like, they get the ball punted back to them. Oh, no, no, no. Didn't they pick it at the end of the game? Yeah, they JC, picked it. JC picked it. Yeah. JC Jackson had another pick. Uh, they get the ball back. As soon as that freaking happens, it stops raining. And it's like, 
Dude, the thing, the thing is, though, you saw, like, there were a lot of bad snaps. There were fumbles because of the rain. But oh, the yeah. Patriots, who Bill makes them practice in that, oh, you know, yeah. looked... They were well prepared. No fumbles, looked great in that. And, you know, having Cam, knowing that now Cam can play in that weather is really good. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, obviously, Dolphins are really good. Bills are really good. Honestly, this loss for the Bills this past week was big for the Patriots. The thing is, the Patriots, the I don't think... I think it's... I think it's... It's got to be... No more losses for the division, they and have to win out. and they they got to win out for the division, and it's six losses, absolute most, to like probably make the playoffs. What's the do you know what the rest of the schedule is like? Yeah, oh, so so the only so the only game that I think they're gonna have trouble winning if they play like they did last week would be Cardinals. But oh, yeah. but they have Bills again. They have, I mean, Bill they have Bills again. They have Jets again. They have Dolphins again. Honestly, man, yeah. I don't think six wins is gonna cut it for the six playoffs. Six losses. Six losses is gonna cut it. For you the think that would keep them out? Yeah. So they because I don't so think, think they're gonna win the division. Like even if they do get to ten and six, I don't think it's going to be good six, enough to win the division. Like you don't think, think that'll get them a wild card? Ten and six? No, think about the, no, all the other good. Te- no, no, no. I'm saying ten and six oh, isn't going to get you a wild card. No, yeah, dude, think, about it. think about how stacked the AFC this year. No, I'm gonna pull it up right now. It is so good. I'll take a look at the standings too. But... Yeah, Matt, you're a stack guy. Why don't you pull it up? While they're looking the standings. While they're looking that up, I'm just going to talk a little bit about that game. So. Just Patriots wise, Damian Harris seems like he's going to be the number one back going forward. I he looks so happy. With unbelievable. Him. Yeah, I was so happy. Out of Alabama, well, RBU. Sorry. You know, yeah, you're good. They're running back U Alabama right now. So oh like, yeah, totally. That, Damian, Damian Harris, I'm really happy with him. Myers had the TD pass, the former quarterback. I was really happy about Jacoby Myers. He's actually coming on pretty well as a receiver because you know the Patriots need that receiving help. Yeah, I was very, 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 very pleased with that. Right now, the Patriots currently sit out of the playoffs. I mean, the Raiders are at 6-3, and three, and yeah. that's a wild card. We beat them, though. That's true, but it doesn't matter if they have more wins. No, I know. Like, if, if, they, if they have less losses yeah. than but we have losses, what I was, Two matter. weeks ago, we were talking about this. You know, so we looked at the wild card and said, who do the Patriots have to jump ahead of? And they did jump ahead of so far. I think they were behind the Broncos, Bengals, and Chargers the last time... I was here. Um, all right, so I pulled it up, and they have to get past, looks like, the Dolphins, Ravens. the Raiders, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Titans, potentially, who are all, all of those teams yeah, are sitting help. at 6-3 and three right now. They need help. They need help. They need a lot of teams to lose, and they need to win out. Yeah. They cannot get to six losses, I'm telling you They that. need help. Six yeah, losses right. is not making the wild card yeah. in the AFC. It's too stacked. And I think that the Raiders could go to the fucking Super Bowl. I also agree with you, Matt. I, I 100% about, yeah. agree with you. I think John Gruden would take the Raiders I think they're the Super fucking Bowl. dark If they win this week against Kansas City, we'll yeah. get to that later they in the podcast. They have some big wins this year. Yeah. Tough schedule, too. Not, by no means have they played an easy schedule. No yeah. hand, no game has been you know, going in no, there yeah, saying yeah. that's they, a lot for the yeah. Raiders. They've, uh, they've played really well. Um, we got to get into Klein's corner, so let's get into that right now. Thanks for coming to Klein's Corner. Welcome back to this episode's Klein's Corner, guys. Today's Klein's Corner is brought to you by Advanced Office Furniture. Advanced Office Furniture, since 2003, Advanced Office Furniture has been providing the New York metro area with the highest quality custom furniture. All the furniture is produced in their state-of-the-art manufacturing facility here in New Jersey and never outsourced. Your business is unique, so why don't you choose to furnish it with specialty furniture that is built to last. During the COVID pandemic, many people have moved to home offices as well 
well. Advanced Office Furniture is here to help you get the absolute best for your home offices as well at a very reasonable price. With high quality customized solutions, no matter what your needs are, Advanced Office Furniture will surely exceed your standards. Find them at advancedofficefurniture.com. Alright guys, so on today's Clients Corner, we are going to be introducing something a little new. Now that, you know, MLB is over, we're kind of just focusing on football. You know, a lot of sports are in the offseason, NBA, golf, just finished up with the Masters. So we are going to get into some college football, which I am really excited about, big college football guy. So we're going to start with some of the top teams on today's Clients Corner. So obviously top four right now, you know, four of the great, great programs. We got Bama, we got Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Clemson. So I'm going to go in order, talk about them, and then talk about a little, um, a little bit some other teams, uh, a couple other notes that I wanted to point out for today. So we'll start with Alabama, obviously the number one ranked team. Um, you know, what, what else is there to say about them except that they've kind of just – you know, not even exceeded expectations, but, you know, they play this way every year and, you know, they're looking really legit all around, always a solid football team, just, you know, the best, one of the best in the country. Um, so Mac Jones, we should talk about him, you know, coming in last year after Tua went down. I, I had some doubts about Mac Jones, but Mac Jones has, you know, proved me and a lot of other people wrong. Last year into this year, you know, I'm sure Bama was a little disappointed with how last year ended. So now they're back. They're looking great. Number one seed. Mac Jones is, you know, is here to play. And um, I also want to talk about, you know, a guy who I really like, Jalen Waddell, who's probably going to be a guy going into the draft next year, just got hurt. Very good receiver for the Crimson Tide. So I'm interested to see if Waddle's season's over. It hasn't been called yet, but... He is supposed to get his cast off this week, so I'm excited to see what happens with Waddle. Hopefully he can get back in there. He's a really, really explosive guy. Just has some, you know, out-of-this-world talent. So I think Bama, you know, what else really is there to say about them? I mean, they're at the spot where everybody knows they always are. So Notre Dame, interesting team to talk about because they look great, undefeated, obviously. So... They played Clemson, big-time game, obviously took it in overtime with Trevor not there. Um, you know, the you know DJ came in for Clemson, and he, and he played well. You can't say that he didn't do his job and didn't play well. So the thing for me is I think if Trevor played, that team just glues differently when Trevor's there. You saw the difference against Boston College. You saw the difference against Notre Dame. I would like to say that I think I'm a big, I'm, I'm big on Clemson this year. I think that they would have won the game if Trevor Lawrence was there. You know, it really came down to the wire with DJ, even though he didn't play badly. I'll get into Clemson a little more late, later, but this is about Notre Dame. So when it comes to Ian Book, you know, I, I'm not the biggest Ian Book guy. Sometimes I, I question his decision-making a little bit. But, you know... I think at the end of the day, Ian Book has proved that he's a guy who's going to go out there, he's going to play hard, and he's going to get the job done. And, you know, they're showing that this year. I'm interested to see what how Notre Dame does going deep into the season, into, you know, what could be a playoff look for them. So I'm really interested to see that. And I think up to this point, you can't complain if you're a Notre Dame fan. You can only be happy with what they've done. So that's very, uh, very interesting as well. So Ohio State. What I want to talk about when it comes to Ohio State is no one else other than Justin Fields. Right now, Justin Fields is my Heisman guy. You know, there's nothing else to be said. He's just been unbelievable this year. And, you know, Ohio State is this team every year, tons of guys going into the draft, first round picks, you know, out of this world talent. And you have 
a program that, you know, you say that's not a team that rebuilds and, you know, they lose a bunch of studs. They're a team that reloads every single year, freshman class that comes in guys stepping up from, you know, guys who were sitting on the bench the year before and now coming in and, you know, looking like all American players. So this is just what Ohio state does. Ryan day, ever since taking over it with, from urban Meyer, I've really liked what he's done. So, you know, I'm, I'm big on Ohio state this year and I, and I don't know how you can't be. It's just really Justin Fields is, you know, emerging as a guy who's going to be a really, really, you know, big time NFL draft pick and a guy who, you know, everybody wanted, you know, when it came to Georgia, Justin Fields, everyone kind of was like, is he going to play over from? Let's see if he gets a chance. He didn't get his chance moving on. So, you know, I think that's really interesting. And I think for him to come out there, you know, it's good for Justin Fields and it's good for the Ohio State program, no doubt. So I want to go into the fourth team that I'm going to talk about out of the top four, which is Clemson. So, Clemson, obviously, dropped in the rankings. I'm sure, you know, they dropped, and I'm sure they're, the fans are very disappointed in that because they were number one for a while, so going in back to last season to the national championship with LSU, and then now. So, they lost to Notre Dame. They didn't have Trevor. I don't know how you can, how you can panic if you're a Clemson fan, though, because for me, I'm going to say it right now, I think Clemson is still my national championship pick. I think they're my national championship with a healthy, with a healthy Trevor. This team... How can you beat them? I just don't understand how you can. It's just people are like, oh, well, against Boston College and you know Notre Dame, their defense didn't look that good. Their defense was letting these teams, their offenses, drive down the field on them. Well, the thing for me is, I mean, the team wasn't glued the way that they always are, and you could see it. You know what this defense is capable of. There's a guy like Andrew Booth Jr. It's a guy I want to talk a little bit about. I'm huge on Andrew Booth Jr. This guy, you know, secondary guy, is just a ball hawk he just absolutely locked down secondary player and I'm I think guys like that he you know they just learn from each other he's a really big leader on the team so I think that uh you know guys that that type of stuff's contagious and Clemson you've seen what this defense is capable of and I think that you there's no need to panic if you're a Clemson fan with Trevor coming back I think you know everybody is just gonna need to take a deep breath and realize this is just one regular season loss and we're gonna be fine so I think that's important for them when it comes to ETN, absolute monster. Going to be the num- probably the number one running back off the board in the NFL draft next year if I had to say anything about it. This guy, I mean, it's going to be either him or, I mean, it's got to be either him or Na- Najee Harris, too, from Alabama, two top two running backs in the, in the uh, NCAA, sorry. And I think that ETN has... And was just a beast in the beginning of his career, and now but he was kind of you know a little bit more of a one-dimensional back. Now he's transformed into the, this elusive receiving back, and I think adding that dimension to his game has been an unbelievable ab- asset for the Clemson offense. I think that's really you know been something special going back to the last few games. Etn had a game over a hundred yards receiving through the air. I mean that's just. From a guy who's as special as him, I think to add that dimension to the game is absolutely unbelievable. So there's the top four that I wanted to talk about. A couple other teams, three other three other things I'm going to talk about. I know this client's corner is a little longer this week, but you know, bear with me here. I'm really excited about the college football. So um, a couple more, you know, good things to talk about. We got Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a team. I would be lying if I said I didn't sleep on them coming into this season. You know, this this team is fast. They are good. They are fast. They play hard and they're, they're just out of the gate. They're going to, they're going to come, they're going to punch in the, they're going to punch in the mouth and they're going to come and they're going to, they're going to play hard until that last whistle, you know? So I think 
I think there's not much to say except they just keep winning games. It's just like every week you're like, let's see if they can bring it again. And they just come out and, and show you exactly what they showed you the week before. And they're just going to, they're playing hard. And I'm really excited to see going deeper into the season. If Cincinnati can keep up this pace and this, this season, because if they keep this up, they're looking at, at being a top five team easily, easily, I would say. So that's really, uh, really great for that program because it was something that not a lot of people saw coming. I, I mean, I know I didn't. So uh, that's special there. Um, I'm going to talk about, a little bit about Michigan. So Michigan, obviously a team that came into the season pretty high ranked. Beat Minnesota to open up the season. Everybody was like, okay, let's see. You know, Joe Milton, he looked pretty good. I personally, I'm not against Joe Milton. I think Joe Milton has some really special skills. But the thing is, it's just everything else is all over the place. So they're now unranked after three straight losses to Michigan State, Indiana, and Wisconsin. Not just losses, but embarrassing losses. Obviously, Michigan State, one of the worst teams in the Big Ten, if not the worst team in the Big Ten, is just absolutely embarrassing and there's no explanation for that from the Michigan team I think Indiana's you know top 10 team okay everyone thought that was going to be a good game then Wisconsin just comes out yeah Wisconsin's good but they were coming off you know two games not played from COVID and from the COVID outbreak in that team and then now they're just embarrassing Michigan to take Michigan out of the top 25 so I saw this thing online funny post which was a betting odds it was what's going to end first the pandemic or Harbaugh's time at Michigan. And at this rate, oh, I mean, that's, that's a close one for me because I think Harbaugh, I mean, if they, if they keep, if they keep playing like this, he's done. There's nothing else to say. They need a change of, a change of leadership, a change of coach, because something's clearly not working. They haven't, since Harbaugh got there, everybody had these crazy expectations, bring us another national championship, bring us this, bring us that. And it's just not there. And, you know, I think it's time for Harbaugh. And I think that this Michigan team needs to reevaluate themselves as a program and see what's going to go on there. Because, you know, right now it's just a big mess and I don't know what to say about it. Um, then last thing, I know I'm repping the shirt right now, but tonight my Buffalo Bulls just wanted to, I know not a lot of people know about them. So that's why I kind of want to put them on the map undefeated so far. Got to, had to bring a mid-major team out there. So tonight they're playing Bowling Green, 30 point favorite minus 8,000. So that speaks for itself. They got this running back. Jarrett Patterson. If you don't know him already, he's like going to be, he, he was supposed to be top five guy, top, top five, top 10 guy for the Heisman this year. He's just an unbelievable running back. He's shattering all the Buffalo records. I know they don't have the best competition, but you know, they're a pretty heavy favorite right now to win their conference Buffalo. And Jarrett Patterson's a guy I want everyone to look out for because this guy just, you could see the way he runs the ball. He could be running the ball for any school and he'd be doing, putting up these kinds of numbers. He's just an absolute freak of an athlete. So I just wanted to put that out there you know, rep the, rep the school. So yeah, that's going to be all for this week's Klein's Corner. And uh, thanks for tuning in guys. All right. Welcome back from Klein's Corner. I had so much fun doing that. That was lit. That was different. We had a new setup for Klein. It you looked really like I was like doing like, like a stand up comedy, like karaoke open mic night type of thing. It was cool. I liked the vibe. <laughs> all right. Now that we're back from that, we're going to take your calls actually. And this is a new segment. So we're going to get to that right freaking now. Ready boys? Let's calls. Taking your calls now. What's up? We are now joined by... Who, who's calling here? Who do we got on the phone here? Uh, this is Carter. How's it going, guys? Carter Stansel. What's going on, my man? Oh, not much. I, I got some uh, some potential news for you guys. Oh, yeah? The, uh, MLB Let's hear it. Okay, so this is one of those things. Not sure if it's entirely true, but it's one of those big if true moments. So I got a friend lives down in Houston, and 
uh, in Houston, a lot of people there, a lot of connections. And as you know, George Springer just kind of just left Houston, now a free agent on the market. Anyone, you know, anyone's grab. And he was telling me that he has a friend that ran into Kenny Felder. If you don't know who that is, that is uh, George Springer's agent. And he told him that he is shopping for houses out in the uh, Boston area. Oh, oh shit. You heard it here on the Last Up Sports Podcast. That's huge. Holy cow. That's huge. What are your thoughts here, Carter? Um, I I don't know how true it is. I'm really hoping it is because the Red Sox could really use that in the outfield. You know, being a Sox fan, I'd love to see it. But um, if that is true, I'm excited. I mean, I think having... George Springer uh, paired up with Alex Cora. I think that's going to bring a lot of life back to him, a lot of life that he lost last season, and I think could be could be big numbers if he does that. Yeah, no doubt. And also, like Jackie Bradley Jr. is probably gone, so that's a big ad- that could be a big addition to the outfield too. You know? Exactly. If we lose Jackie Bradley Jr., we're going to need to replace that gap. I mean, defensively, George Springer he's not in the same field as Jackie Bradley Jr., but at the same time, I don't think anyone is. But with his offense, I think. It would be a great addition to the, the Red Sox, especially after last year. Totally. No doubt. They, I mean, they need, they need something. Absolutely. Hey, Carter, thanks for calling in, man. Carter, we appreciate your time. No thanks, man. Not a problem, boys. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. All right. Yeah. Take care. Hello. Who we got on the phone here? Welcome to a Washed Up Sports Podcast. What's up? It's Tyler Maine. Tyler, what's going on, man? How are you? Pretty good. How are you? Good. This is my guy from the. He's. This is Tyler. He. If you guys don't know, Tyler is the host of a ca- the Couch Potato Show, which is another really great sports podcast. You should def check him out for sure. No doubt. Tyler, what are you calling about today? What do you got? I just wanted to talk uh, college football because I know uh, it's a big topic right now, and I was just I was just wondering. Uh, I wanted to get your guys' opinion. Um, the Clemson and Notre Dame are probably going to play each other in the ACC championship. So one of those teams is going to have another loss on their resume. Let's say Notre Dame loses. Um, does a one-loss Notre Dame make the college football playoff over a team like Cincinnati that could possibly go undefeated? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Thanks for asking, man. Uh, I'll go first. I personally think a Notre Dame at, with one loss is better than most undefeated other teams because that's just the state of NCAA football right now. So, Tyler, you're saying their one loss would be to Clemson in the ACC championship? Correct. Um, hmm. I mean, considering if they, always, if they are, because they already beat Clemson once, so, oh, God. I mean, maybe, it, it would, yeah, I think, it would, I think you'd have to hold Cincinnati out because of threat, strength of schedule, probably. Like this year, because yeah, Cincinnati wasn't even I mean. like a Cincinnati wasn't even like a ranked team last year, so they don't have like that history that the college football playoff sometimes like sometimes takes into account, like being a powerhouse program. So I think like if it was next year and they did the same thing, maybe you wouldn't hold them out. But this year, I think you might have to, like if it's between Clemson and Notre Dame, who have only lost to each other. Yeah. So what about what about Texas A and M? Let's say Texas A and M wins out. You put Texas A&M over over one loss Notre Dame because Texas A&M's only loss would be that number one Alabama, and they beat Florida and. Um, this is so. This is very. This difficult. is a very good topic. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I don't think I could give an educated enough of an opinion 
just because I don't watch enough college football, but just looking out from in, like looking in from the outside, I think Notre Dame would probably make it with one loss over most undefeated teams just because of strength of schedule. Yeah, I mean, I mean, A&M does play like a really tough SEC schedule. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I would say about that. I guess maybe Notre Dame would still make it. Yeah. This year, at least, because A&M, another team that wasn't All right, good looks like we got to get to another call now, so we're going to pick that up here. Thanks for calling in, Tyler. Hello, welcome to a Washed Up Sports Podcast. Who we got on the phone here? Hello, uh, this is Luke. Luke Medley, what's going on, man? How are you? Doing great, just got a Zoom call. Awesome, so what are you calling in for today? Apparently, they're, they're saying that he's made it clear that he's focused on a deal there. So I think if he goes there, that makes them the best team in the NBA. And I think that that's a team that would beat the Lakers in the championship, in my opinion. I would say, I mean, but the thing is, like, I think like, if things go as planned. But at the same time, there is only one basketball. And how can, and like, how can Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden all put up, produce what they're used to with one basketball? The answer is they probably can't. So they would have to like some somebody would have to like sacrifice like a lot of points and I don't know who that would be. So it's interesting to think about. It's one of those things I feel like you can only like sit and see like how it goes because it might not it might not gel, like to be honest, but I think if it goes the way that you draw it on paper, that would be the best team in the NBA. Honestly, I'm gonna like completely disagree there. Like I don't think James Harden is the piece to complete this Brooklyn Nets team. They got three shooters already. They got a ton of three shooters already. So why are they going out and getting another, like, the, the biggest three shooter in the game? I think James Harden would be better fit in somewhere like Philly, who needs some good three shooters. Or, like, maybe Toronto, or places where they don't have these, like, versatile guys that they need, like James Harden. Yeah, this is the they did, but I'm pretty sure James Harden's pretty done with Mike D'Antoni. Well, that's what I was thinking, that it's more likely to go than it. Yeah, I'm not sure. So, Luke, do you think that it would be a good signing for the Nets as a fan? I think as a fan, I mean, of course, from going like 14 and 60, whatever, like, it's exciting to have as like Kevin Durant, Tiger, and James Harden, but... If it comes at the cost, and I, he wants out, so I think the trade value will be lowered a little bit. But if it comes at the cost of giving up the future of, like, Eric Levert, Spencer Dingley, Jared Allen, and a bunch of picks, I think it's a terrible trade. I and I don't know if Kevin Durant, he's going to come back 100%. So then it'll basically be just what Houston was last year with Westbrook and Harden. They'll be Kyrie and... James Harden, and they're not going to play ball together. And then, yeah, and then I, I see your point, because then that could eliminate, like, that depth of a bench that they have that's pretty good. 
So I think I do. I think yeah. So on paper, it could look appealing, but I do understand your your concerns about throwing away the future and that kind of stuff. Like so, I think definitely that's another good side of it. So maybe a side that I didn't think about as much. So that's definitely a good uh, a good point. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks yeah. Luke for calling in. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks Luke. Great talk. Yeah. No problem, boys. All right. Take Have care. A great one. So we are back from taking your calls. That was a ton of fun, guys, wasn't it? Enjoying some really a lot good, of good topics. Uh, yeah. College football. Yeah. Love to see it. Yeah. Love it. So we are now going to get into Matt. Want yeah. to take us in? Yeah, let's do the pickums, right? Yep. Max is down five two to Klein, yep. getting his fucking ass kicked. Right <laughs> get out of here, man! Yeah, dude, I got time to I come back. Know. I think you guys should all. Take separate teams this week, depending on the matchups. We'll see. We'll go game by game. I'm picking winners this week. That's it. First we got, winners. First we got Tennessee and Baltimore. They're both six and three. Yep. Baltimore lost year, guys. Yep. Your, your Patriots last week. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't say smack them. It was a close game down to the wire. They were pretty dominant. Yeah. I, okay. Sure. Sure. Um, I think the Colts suck. So that was a crazy win on Thursday Night Football too, though. For, for the, the Titans. Yeah. For the Titans. Yeah. Sorry. For I the Titans <laughs> lost, I, bro. I, that's what I'm saying. So they won. <laughs> no, Do you think these teams are a little one-dimensional? No, I don't. No, the thing is, sorry, that was just like lingering in my head yeah. as we talked about it. So that's why yeah. I kind of just brought it up. But gotcha. what you, you know, say? Do I think like they're one-dimensional? Of, yeah, like all Lamar, all Derrick Henry. No, I don't. I, I, I don't, I don't disagree. That. I don't think that in some aspects of the game. No, I hundred percent disagree. Like the. The I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm not saying. Game needs I don't know enough. But I, don't, you know. I don't think it's one-dimensional. Like those are their two. Those are their best players. That that doesn't define them. They rely on them too much. I mean, I don't know about that. Like, you can't win games without playing defense and, like... No, that's the point. Like, they play defense, but... Tennessee's defense isn't nearly good enough. Yeah, it's not that good. And when, like, you're handing it off to Derrick Henry in the first quarter, but once you go down in the second half, he's basically not a factor. So if someone puts up 28 points on you in the first half... Derrick Henry isn't going to get any touches in the second half because you're playing from. Yeah, but I'm I'm a personal fan of Derrick Henry. Me too. I think the guy's just a. a I mean, he's my fantasy guy. He's my guy. He's a fantasy. I mean, he's a freak of nature. He he's a nut. Super freak. He I mean he just that that one play too. I mean. Oh yeah. What the hundred yard run? Mm -hmm. Yeah right. He had like a hundred yard touchdown run right. Yeah. He he always has a good game. Dude, dude, oh. So this is a rematch of last year in the playoffs, and then Tajay Sharp came out and and teased Mark Ingram because remember the big trust, woo woo, Lamar Jackson MVP, big trust, woo woo, and then Tajay Sharp came up. He was like, "I'd like to introduce the rushing championship, King Henry, big trust, woo woo." <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, um, I th I mean I think that the. I think that the Titans are going to come away with this one. You do? Yeah, I think Henry's going to have a really good game. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think I think Tannehill will have a good game like QB too. I also think the Titans are going to win. It, that was not because, like, the Baltimore... Oh, Baltimore I now suck. Yeah. I, I'm not saying, they, oh, they now suck because they lost to the Patriots. That's not what I'm saying. They're still good. Like, that was... Their defense isn't, like, that good. I'm taking the Titans. Who are you taking? I'm going to take the Baltimore Ravens. I'll see them losing back to yeah, back. Yeah, I fucking love that. Like okay, so, so, six th so six two. <laughs> oh, get yeah. the hell out of here. This is some freaking bullshit. I'm going to kick you both out of my house. Uh, game two. Little kind of a shitbox game here. Get the hell out of here. Dude, I'm not going to have you introduce these games if you're going to say shitbox game. What do you mean? <laughs> this is a good game. 
I'm just saying, four and five, three and seven. So they're evenly matched. Yeah, they're evenly matched. But it's not a shit box. Realistically, are any of these teams going to the Super Bowl or making it past the wild card game if they even make it to the wild card? No! I know, that's all I'm trying to say. Right. Nothing against the pick em. I do think it's Can a I get some backup here? I do think it's a dynamic matchup. They just died. I think it's a dynamic matchup. Matt's killing me. What is it? The Lions? Shit box. The Lions? Shit box. Who did they play last week, the Lions? Uh, uh, the, the Washington, Washington football, football team. <laughs> and they won, right? Yeah. yeah. No Kenny Galladay also. They Dude, I come back. The Panthers, oh, the Panthers lost to the Bucks. They kind of, they were in there for a little bit. They were. The they were in that whole game half. until Teddy B got hurt. Yeah. So we'll see oh, if okay. Teddy B can come back this oh, if week. he's out. Dude, that's he's not out. out then he's not out, though. That's it's, so conditioned. My, my pick is so conditional so to whether or not Teddy Bridgewater. Is he really isn't, though. Dude, CMC is in. Like... That team like relies on Christian McCaffrey. Dude, but bad. dude, they have such good receivers. They rely exactly. on the passing, in the passing game. No, yeah, yeah, but you you don't need. You could have a stooge in there, like just throwing yeah, passes. I, I just, like Carolina. I'm taking. I, Carolina. I'm taking Carolina in this one. All right, you guys will settle. If Kenny got it, frick it! I'm taking Detroit Lion and Matt Stafford just to yeah, get I the like W over Klein because I'm taking Stafford. Stafford and the, and the boys to get another win. I'm calling a screw it. I think he's gonna sling four touchdowns. They're about three hundred fifty. <laughs> All right, three hundred fifty yards. So my reasoning for taking the Panthers. Kenny Galladay. Like, no, he's out. Marvin well, Jones. No, he game. might. No, he's questionable. Questionable. All right. Well, I think Marvin Jones is gonna have a big fucking game too. Watch out for him. All right. Marvin Hall has looked pretty good too. That's their, like another yeah. receiver they have. Just Marvin's love Detroit. Something right. with yeah. I don't something, know. About, something about the Marvin. Favorite. Something about the water. Love Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> so, Carolina. I think they even played a good game against. Buccaneers, who I think are pretty legit, so I think that the way if they keep if they play like that against Detroit, then that would result in a dub. So that's why I'm picking Carolina. Cool. Good luck. Thanks. Best of luck. I disagree. Go fuck yourself. That's That's nice. Game three. Right, game three. Packers. I'm just gonna say my pick before you even go. Packers, right? Pack man, yeah. all the way. There's no way the Colts. Seven and two versus the Colts. Here. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I, the Colts are no six and three, but are. I don't think they're on that tier with the Packers. Not a I know Philip Rivers is QB, <laughs> like you know the vet, but you know, like Rogers has kind of gotten better with age, so, and as this year has progressed, yeah. he's gotten better. And I don't think I don't MVP. think I don't think Philip Rivers is the same case. I'm screaming that right now, Aaron Rodgers for MVP, boys. All right. I like that. Yeah, I'm also picking the Packers. I, I'm done with Russ. Russ, you're throwing way too many freaking picks to be an MVP, buddy. An MVP season is not highlighted by four pick games. Can't do no that. Way. No way, is that? Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, is the favorite for the 2020 MVP. What do you boys think? Yeah, I like that. If he keeps it up, yeah. I mean, who else? I mean, maybe Mahomes. Maybe. Just because he's special. Maybe. Wait, Russell Wilson's out of your conversation now? Bro, you can't throw eight picks in two weeks. Is it unheard of? It's not unheard of for a running back to win it. It's pretty unheard of. Yeah, like low-key. Who was the last running back to win the MVP? I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to go out on a frame, yeah, no. like on a guess and say Emmitt Smith. Why don't you guys... I would say, no. has Adrian Peterson ever won an MVP? You guys can make a little side bet here. What if, if, if one of you guys gets it right, go down to four to two in the pickup? No, that's not no, how that works. No, that's not we could bet works. like money. No. Fine, just, just give me a guess then. Who Adrian Peterson? I said Emmitt Smith. <laughs> it's fine. 
Anyways. Right, I'm taking the Packers here. You mean the Raiders? Nah, we're not there yet. I'm taking the Packers. Oh, um, yeah, I'm also taking the Packers. Oh, we're talking about MVP. Yeah, yeah, Josh yeah. Allen could be in there, too, maybe. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah, but I just, I mean. I feel like Kyler's been really good. Why doesn't anybody talk about I that? have been saying that to you, like, on the side. Yeah, but now it's starting yeah, to, like, really, I know, bro. Yeah. I think A-Rod, Kyler, I think Josh Allen's up there. Adrian Peterson. Ew, I was right. 2012. Yo, nice. That's pretty good. I'll give you that. That's the solid. last one before that, 05, yeah. Sean Alexander. Oh. And then 06, LaDainian Thompson. Oh, Who cool. I think are two. LT all time. LT all time. Sean Alexander, too. Sean yeah. Alexander. He I actually, mean, AP. Shout out to the. There's a mention of Sean Alexander in the office. I think I think Jim trades Sean Alexander. During fantasy. fantasy. Yeah. I don't know if anybody was like a Madden. It would make, it would make like an 06 guy, 07. But I Sean Al- Big Madden 05 Was, was that what Sean Alexander was on the cover of? Which one was he on the cover of? Because he was... 05, I think. Yeah, and he was disgusting he in was. the game. He yeah. was. Absolutely disgusting. disgusting. Yeah. Those games are the best. On the GameCube. Every, all the stats are jacked Oh my up. gosh. Yeah. Those are fun. Yeah. All right. So, so you guys we're, both, we're both taking the Packers here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a tough one for you guys to disagree on. Yeah. But, uh... This this is interesting. Game four, Kansas City eight and one, Las Vegas six and three. Before I mean, oh yeah, Kansas City came coming off a bye. Raiders what they what they beat the Broncos. I before you guys say anything, I think the I think the Raiders are gonna. I mean, the, again, the big headline is that the Raiders beat the Chiefs already this season. Kansas them and one loss. They had in their one loss though. The Chiefs have only lost to the Raiders. Yeah, so now they're, they're playing them for the second time. I think time. they're gonna beat them twice. I'm taking the Raiders here, baby. I'm going to take the Chiefs. This is in the Raiders' house this time. Yeah. I, I just, like, they've been firing back at each other. Andy Reid and John Gruden have been firing back at each other all week ahead of this game, big rivalry game. And I'm with Matt. We mentioned it earlier in the pod. I think the Raiders have a really good shot of going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you heard it for here from me and Matt first. We're not including Evan on this one because he didn't say it. But I think the Raiders have a really good shot. And I think I think that team's really dependent on how Derek Carr does. Yes. When he's, when he's consistent, playing well, the team is when, playing very well. When his uh, completion percentage is high. Yeah. And he's able to get these balls up quick. Yeah. Um, it's perfect. They're exactly. all day. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. But no, uh, he's a QB. You can definitely build your team around. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Raiders Sunday for sure. For those reasons, I'm confident yeah. in Derek Carr right now. Okay. And I so, really love the way that defense has been playing lately. Yeah. Did you see them pick the I ball mean, off last week? That I mean, was I just, awesome. I just fucking got Melvin Gordon from Klein and Fantasy, and they shut him down. Yeah. On, and Philip Lindsay. I don't think Philip Lindsay did much either. Nope. They they, they played really, really well. Game. Yeah. Their defense is getting 12 better. They held them to. Yeah. The Broncos. I believe so. If you hold if you hold the team to 12 points, you're gonna NFL, win a game. Yeah. So I'm taking the Chiefs, and also I don't think the Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl, so I'm picking that against them. Just because like you we guys... didn't say they were yeah, going to no, win. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. think they could like make it. And... They have a shot. Yeah, I think yeah, they have a shot to make it. They have a shot, I guess, hypothetically. They have more of a shot than the Patriots. Probably. No offense to I know your mom's the Bills. Big, I know your mom's a big Raiders fan. No offense to her. Like no, I'm not taking. I do like I the think Raiders, that. But... Clyde, you want to make a little little wager? No. <laughs> okay. I think the I'll Raiders... I'll listen to your wager. No, that's fine. Okay. I think the Raiders have a better cha- chance of making the Super Bowl than a lot of other teams in the AFC. I mean, I can't say that until, until a little farther into the season. I, oh, yeah. Definitely. We're, we're like more than halfway through the season. What else There's like six games left in the season. I need, to see, I need to see more. All right, man, whatever. Moving on. Fifth game. 
Hey, if, this is our last game. Yep, and we're just going to get you ready for tonight's game. Thursday night football. Tonight we got Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Arizona Cardinals versus the Seattle Seahawks. Remember last time these teams played, it was on Sunday night football. Yeah. Barnburner. Barnburner for sure. Went to OT. Yeah. Buda Baker with that pick, and then DK Metcalf ran him down. We had a really exciting game. Russell threw a bunch of picks in that game. Uh, Kyler balled out. D-Hop balled out. So this is going to be a really exciting game for you was guys. Was that the Kenyon-Drake game where he had like a really, really good game? Or was that a different game? Different game. Maybe it wasn't that game. Different game. Uh, that was the game that DK ran him down. No, I know. Right, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if that right was the same Buda game Baker. or not. I don't know if Kenyon-Drake had a big game that... I think this is finally a... This is a good, this is a good, good Thursday, Thursday night, night matchup. We've been, been waiting all season for I mean, a really Jets good Patriots, Thursday night like, matchup. Sure, it was a decent game. Like score wise, it was close. Came down to the end, but that but was a the shitty average game. football fan like did not want to watch. Two Thursdays ago was what Carolina and Atlanta. Yeah, not that good of a game either. Yeah, no, I'm with you, bro. I'm with I mean, you. I'm excited. We've for been this waiting game. for a good Thursday night football game, and I think we're gonna get it tonight. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think the guy you just picked up for me, too, in that trade, Christian Kirk. I think oh, whenever they're well. not looking at Hopkins down the field, Kirk is, Kirk's good. He's fast. And, you know, if they're double-teaming uh, Hopkins, Which Kirk's open. You're, you're stupid not to. Yeah. and But then if they start throwing Hopkins and then they have, you know, they single on yeah. Hopkins and then, you know. So a couple things. First I like of the all, Cardinals. For those of you, done. for those of you now like wondering the other pieces of that trade, because Matt referenced it a couple times. So he, I gave him Melvin Gordon and Julio Jones. Yeah. And he gave me um, Kareem Hunt, Adam Thielen, and uh, Christian Kirk. Yeah. So let us know what you think about that. One. And some background. The I just didn't like Hunt. Wanted to get him off the roster. Well, no, I mean because that because that Chubb's back me, now. Like, yeah, because that gives me Melvin and Kamara as my two running backs, and then my top two receivers are Hill and Julio and Brandon Ayuk. I am fucking in love with that guy. Is awesome. He's, he's sick. Good. He is yeah. just he's running up the leaderboards right now. Yeah, I picked him up like four weeks ago, and he's just he's getting so many targets right now in the 49ers. He's going off. Yeah, he is pretty good. Totally. Um, so I'll make my pick first. I'm gonna take. So I think the Cardinals have, throughout the season, progressively been playing better, and the Seahawks have progressively been playing worse. Yeah, so I'm going to take the Cardinals because it seems like they've been more on the come up, and that Seattle's been not that Seattle isn't still great, but they're still a little bit on the come down. So I'm taking care of uh, Cardinals. Gotcha. Um, Love it. <clears throat> Matt, who are you picking? Yeah. You're staying with the Cardinals. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. And I know... Because you think they're going to win? or because I think you they're going to go win. Against me? Let me explain, brother. You know. Right. It is very, very, very difficult to beat a divisional opponent twice in a year. Especially when the first game was decided in overtime by a touchdown. Like, this is going to be a shootout, and I don't see Russell Wilson losing to the Cardinals. Again. <laughs> it's not happening. Like... There's no way he's going to let his team lose two games in a row. Let alone lose two games to the Cardinals and go down in the division. It's just not going to happen. I don't see Russell doing that. So I think the Seahawks are going to come out with a win here. That's a great point. But yeah. I'm still going to stick with my pick. But I, do, I, do, I do like your point. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that too. That it's extremely tough to beat. It, know, we, we see the Jets and Patriots. I mean, no oh, matter yeah, how yeah. bad the Jets are, they still play the Patriots well every year. Yeah. Just because they know each other so well. Again, with Arizona, I think they're kind of similar to 
uh, the Raiders, where when Kyler Murray's having a really good game, they really they're playing. Re- they play really well. You they know, have if, a good if, defense. He, if he can get the ball yeah. in the hands of Hopkins, then yeah. But I mean, well, the defense has to be playing well too for you know for Murray to have the ball. But you know, I'm just saying when he plays well and is moving moving his feet, not like getting jammed up, sacked. Then they have a good old line too, right? Like yeah, he's pretty good. Decent, getting there. Yeah. I, like I mean, it's really it. hard to have a whole entire football team be good at once. That's, like, why it's so hard to win a Super Bowl. Because, oh, like, yeah. it's hard to have five good O-linemen and then three quality receivers. Yeah. Like, there's just not enough money for that. Generally, you're right, yeah. yeah. And then a quarter, like, you got so many pieces on a football team. It's yeah. crazy. Well, I'm glad that you're picking Seattle because you think they're going to win and not just to, like, make the pick on a little more no. interesting. So I'm glad. It's, it's more because they lost to the Cardinals. No, I like your point about, like, it's, it is hard to beat someone twice every year. Yeah, like, I think when the Patriots play the Bills again next year, I think the Patriots are going to blow up on that game. Just because Bills you are... You mean next time? Yeah, next time. Uh, I think you said next year. I meant later this year. Yeah. Whatever. No, you're good. Um, yeah, so... I took Seattle. Klein taking Arizona. Big week for the pick We'll see what happens. Matt took Arizona too on that yeah, last yeah. game. We want you guys to enjoy this Thursday night game for sure. It's going to be available. I just know this off the top of my head. Uh, Amazon Prime, if you have an account, it's free streaming. Like free and it's like very quality, high quality. Why does it matter streaming. if it's on cable? Is it, not on, is it on cable? No, it is 100%. No. But like it's also like you could just pull it on your laptop. If That's you have Amazon Prime, That's true. you could just watch it. Sometimes I'm watching that Thursday night game. It gets and you a just want to get in bed. fucking bed and relax. Crawl yeah. under the covers. Or I don't want to sign into my TV provider. Nah, no, I just want to crawl under the covers, exactly. put on some TNF. Alright, that's true. I like that. Yeah, TNF. Sometimes I do that. Sorry, mom and dad. Sometimes I do that in the background while I'm grinding homework. I'll just like throw a little game on, you know? A little Thursday night football grind? Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Definitely. So, guys, enjoy that game. Thanks for listening or watching, whatever you're uh, listening or watching on YouTube or Anchor or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. Make sure to follow, subscribe. Follow the Instagram, subscribe to the YouTube. All that good stuff, Matt. Oh, yeah. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for coming on. A lot of good stuff to talk about. Recap the Masters. That was good. Good pick. I'm pumped to see how this turns out. See if Max make a little comeback here. Are we going to have you next week? I think so. Yeah, definitely. Let's go. Sounds good. So we will see you next week. Deuces. I want to be the best. I want to be the best. I want to play. That's why I play the game. To be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. He's the best player in the game. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. He will defend your best player. He will shoot from the perimeter. He will get all in your muck. He will do whatever it takes. He is the most complete basketball player in the game today. Bar none. He has an assassin's mentality. I said this week, I said this when the trade went down, and I'll repeat it again. Who's starving for an NBA World Championship more than Kobe Bryant? There is no one. This guy is Hollywood. Separates Kobe from the pack. From the pack. More than Kobe Bryant. There is no one. Kobe doing work. On my shirt. He the greatest on the court and I'm the greatest on the verse Going for the fourth ring like it was his first Gotta get the gleam, do it for Kareem Two foes so nice, my flow so mean Catch me at the game, sitting next to Goldstein Cook over Brian Nikes, purple gold strings Cook over me in the game, dunking on the blue team Black, black Mamba, attack conquer Basketball beast, rap, rap monster Crossover good, a turnaround jumper, I just
I've been Corey Santa. He's definitely the best player in our league. Um, to me, in my eyes, the best scorer in our, in our, in our league. And it's, I mean, I don't know if it's, another, it's not another guy that can accomplish something. Never take a day off. Catch you at the top, put the key and get a J off. Baseline, FaceTime, timed out like two, three. Even two, three, gotta love how I do me. Practice while you sleep. Practice in my sleep. Straight out of high school. The brackets ain't for me. I will be jumping over you like I got a mattress at my feet. And all field Jackson things, you better be passing it to me. I put the master in the beats. Attack it like a beast. And I am starving for victory. And that means I'm an eat. And when they ask you who's the best, then the Who's the best player in that league? Oh, see it from the Bryant. Really? Why? Because you never know what you're going to get. Call me Mr. Clutch or Mr. Automatic. I can post them up or them all go get the alley. I'm going for the ring. I'm going for the ring. I went to Beijing and came back with the bling. Who they want? They want Kobe. And what he want? He want the trophy. The victory. And the glory. No shame.